0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the glory room. Hope you all are having a blessed day. Before we get started, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for, for love and peace and understanding. Father God, we ask you to help us grow in you, Father God. Father God, we also ask you to uh, give us understanding of your word, Father God. Whether we're reading this devotional or reading or reading this, this your word, Father God, we ask you to pour into us Knowledge and wisdom, Father God, Father God, we also ask you to to help us to uh, walk in you, Father God, and not in our fleshly ways, Father God. We ask you to watch over the people that are reading the word and watch over the people that are listening to the word, Father God. We ask you to bless anyone that's reading or listening to it in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. So the key verse today is Hebrews twelve and eleven. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful later on. However. It produces a harvest of righteousness at peace for those who have been trained by it. Subject, pleasant, painful journey. Christian truths, so I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I am content. I am righteous. I am disciplined. I'm at peace. What produces righteousness? What starts growth? What causes a change in someone? Is it what they go through or lessons they learn or is it pain that they endure? What creates it that, that a lot of people believe is a constant routine and even a schedule creates change and stability. But what causes us to change? Is it time? Is it knowing that at the end of change we are different? Change occur when we submit to Christ and when this happened as the verse says it's painful any good change is good change starts with i want to be different it's us realizing we need to be different it's when we say i can't do this my way i'm doing doing it but i must do it the way he likes change occurs when we look at what we do daily and say hey there has to be more to life than this right it has to be more to life than just existing we desire to be walking in a calling that that's way bigger than us The the, the verse today is simply saying that in change, in our change, harvest a a peace and righteousness. What happens to Samson, his eyes was taken away and he, he was put on a grinder, grinding grain in the prison. In this, he found peace. He found righteousness he and he learned that his strength wasn't his own he learned that this disobedience is what brought him there judges 16 21 through 22. then the philistines seized him galls out his eyes took him down to gaza bind him with bronze shackles they set him to grind grinding grain in the prison but the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved when this type of discipline happens you you trained and changed by your environment when, when someone goes to the gym day in and day out, they, their body is disciplined. Every day they are putting the, the work in and they know what the prize is. is having a body that's in shape. When we pray, we worship and fast. We learn that every day we are building a relationship with God. And that's the one of our prizes. And the other prize is having eternity with our maker. 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, for the light monetary afflictions is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond our comparison. Sometimes waking up in the early in the morning pray is complex sometimes praying late at night before bed is hard but it's what we must do to stay disciplined to stay on fire for god the bible verse says no discipline seems easy at time endurance is what we must have to make it to the in. paul tells us what we are dealing with this light monetary affliction is all for the glory of god loss of sleep keeping quiet during an argument is just losing some pride turning the other cheek is necessary when we are being kingdom seekers and seeking peace with all men what we have in store for us is greater than we're winning in an argument or holding bitterness in our heart well, we must learn what creates righteousness life and a holy life is living a disciplined life full of prayer and meditation a life full of denying our flesh and saying yes to god we learned that we can't have a life full of holiness if we are just going to bend every time we feel life is tough don't you think life was tough for david paul peter or even john the baptist yes but they kept pushing forward because they knew Life was full of moments of endurance. James three, seventeen through eighteen, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. The Holy Spirit wants us to look at the end of this verse. It says, A harvest of righteousness is down in peace. And when we do this, we will have peace. A lot of times we don't have peace in our life because we aren't willing to have peace. We aren't willing to have mercy and peace to others. We rather refuse fuss and argue every chance we have because it makes us feel good. And us as children, God shouldn't feel good about the disruptive life. Today, if you're looking to endure what lies ahead and you want to disappoint, you don't want to disappoint yourself any more than you already have. Ask God to help you. Ask God to help you live a life of righteousness, full of holiness. I, for one, have gotten so accustomed to what what the Lord has placed in me, in my life, a life full of solitude, because I know this is where he wants me to be at. Do you know where God wants you? If not, ask God to help you reach for holiness and His will for you. Prayer, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We we ask you to be with us. We ask you to walk with us, Lord. Forgive us of every sin we have done. We we make the malconfession of our sins, Lord. Make, be, Lord, being disciplined is hard. It's not an easy journey. But Father, we we thank you for everything. We ask you to give us peace and strength. We we go through the day. Lord, we ask you to help us to apply the word to our life. Lord, help us to break yokes and save souls. Lord, every day we yield ourselves to you for a change. We we yield to you right now. Lord, our life is full of situations and and circumstances, but we give it all to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So the topic today is pleasant, painful journey. I'll give everyone time to grab their Bible or a bottle of water, and then we'll get started with um, Bible. Okay. So discipline is not easy. It, it's not. It is. It, it, it doesn't matter if it's discipline for righteous living, holy living. It doesn't matter if it's, it's discipline for going to the gym, discipline for fasting. Discipline is hard because it's denying what you want to do. I'm quite sure the people that are in the gym, the bodybuilders, they, they want to eat this, they want to eat that, but they know it will disrupt their their plans. And some of them do still eat some of those things, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about being disciplined and denying what we want to do for the glory of God, for righteousness, for holiness. It takes discipline to wake up every morning to pray. I, For once, i be very, very tired. And I, I tell God, I say, God, I I'm tired today. Could you please be with me? Could you please give me strength? Even before bed, I pray to him and and most of the time my body wants to go to sleep. Sometimes I can't sleep, so I pray. But for the most part, the nights that I can sleep and my body wants to sleep, I pray before bed. I ask him to forgive me of the sins I've done. I ask him to help me be better. Every day we have to discipline ourselves to say, no, I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh because I want to live a a righteous life. And in order to do that, sometimes the journey is pleasant. Sometimes it's pleasant. We have those moments where everything's pleasant. We're understanding the journey. We're understanding the assignment. We're, everything's okay in life. We we get it. We understand what we have to do. We understand God's will. And we're going to do it, right? But then it's those times that the flesh kicks in. And we realize that I want to do this. I don't want to do that anymore. So we at a crossroads then. Do we fulfill the lust of the flesh? Or do we... Follow christ but the verse says no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful later on however produces harvest of righteousness and peace as we go through the days we go through the weeks and we give ourselves more and more to christ and we pray to god more and more and more and we read our bible more and more and more and we, and we, we 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 instead of reading our bible we instead of watching netflix we're reading our bible instead of uh eating at the the best uh food places where we're at home fasting and praying we're denying ourselves and as we go on through this pattern daily day in and day out day in and day out we produce harvest of righteousness because you learn what you don't have to have you learn that you don't have to have that what you think you couldn't have you couldn't live well of some people learn when they give themselves to Christ that I don't have to have that drink. I don't have to smoke that joint. I don't have to have illicit activities with people and, and doing stuff with myself, with my hands. I, I, you realize these type of things as you go on through your journey. So you build righteousness with God. It produces righteousness with God. You produce different fruits of the spirit. As you grow, you change. People might never, ever see your change. And that's the hard part about change you can see it you can feel it you can notice it but other people are still going to say no you haven't changed enough no i still remember you did this no i remember this to what you used to do people are always going to remember the things that you used to do and it's going to make you want to go back because that's what the enemy wants you to do the enemy placed them there to whisper in your ear and say hey what you're doing is not good enough but the thing is that you don't have to worry about whether people see your change you don't have to worry about whether people accept you for who you are now and people deny who you are and what you are and your calling and what god called you to do. don't worry about that because the moment that you keep worrying about that it distracts you from what the real purpose is is to save a soul is to walk in righteousness is to walk in holiness and that's what the enemy wants you to do so you lose your discipline and you start back over, building a tolerance against what you was once had a tolerance against. We have to be at a place in our life that we ignore the whispers of others in our ears because when people whisper in our ear, they start whispering in our ear. There goes the little nuggets and the little seeds that the enemy wanted them to plant. And then when you're laying down at night and... You get to thinking about your day and you're like, you know what? I don't think I've changed at all. I was better being what I wanted to be than what God has called me to be. And then the enemy has you. He has you right where he wants you. Thinking that what you're doing, what you're building towards with Christ is nothing. But Paul wanted us to know today that this is monetary afflictions. All for the glory of God. We must stay focused on what God has in store for us. We must stay focused on living a disciplined, holy, and righteous life. Those are the whispers we listen to. We listen to the whispers of the Holy Spirit telling us to keep going. It's okay. you got this. It's okay. No one sees you, but I do. We must push forward. So, Samson learned that. He, he learned that during the days of him pushing the grinder that, oh, I messed up. And sometimes when we slip and we're in our mess and we're sitting there and we're, we have rolled up and we're smoking again and we, we have poured us a glass of wine and we're sitting there and we're drinking, we realize in the middle of it, I have messed up. But I don't need none of this. So you put the joint out, you, you push the cup away, and you say, what I need is God. We all have messed up. We all have realized that we smoked a joint that we shouldn't smoke. smoked. We sipped some wine that we shouldn't have slipped, and we slept with someone we shouldn't have slept with. We realized it. We all made mistakes. We cussed out someone we shouldn't have cussed out. We fought someone we shouldn't fought fault. We messed up. Samson messed up. He was disobedient. He gave Delilah the key to his strength, what he thought was the key to his strength. But what he didn't realize is that the true key was him being obedient to God. That was the key to his strength, was obedience. And that's also ours, is being obedient to God even when it hurts. Being obedient to God even when someone's yelling at you. Being obedient to God when everyone says, it's your fault. And you want to sit there and you want to go off. But you realize, no, I'm going to be what God told me to be. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be quiet. I have to apologize even though I didn't do anything. Apologize. I have to let go of bitterness even though it seems like what happened wasn't fair. Let it go. I have to deny this desire to do this. Let it go. Be obedient. He had to be obedient. He learned when pushing the, the, the grinder that he had to be obedient. He looked at, looked up at God and paraphrasing. He says, God, if you give me the strength to, to kill my enemies, I will. And he killed them, him himself. Because he couldn't push the grinder and push against the walls and push everything away while killing himself. Now, I'm not saying God is, you know, could killing yourself, but in this case, he had no, no choice. But a disciplined life is what we must have. And that's what he learned. Why he was there, he learned a disciplined life of being quiet and pushing the gears and going by what he felt in his spirit, not what he felt, not what he seen. And a lot of times, we go by what we see and what we hear. And it disrupts our discipline. We can't allow what we see and what we hear to disrupt us. We have to stay focused. Second Corinthians four seventeen. So this is light, monetary afflictions. It's preparing for internal weight of glory beyond our comparison. This is these moments that we're having of 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 not being the happiest sometimes and not having exactly what we want and not doing exactly what we want those are monetary afflictions it's building us to a life of eternal life with our maker and yesterday we studied this verse that says don't hold fast don't lose your crown we can lose our crown we can allow people to lose our crown by what they do and what they say and by what we want which is is, which is these monetary fleshly things we, we, we can lose everything just by simply caving in. The thing is that y- you have to understand, and I, I have to understand this, that at any given moment of me giving in to what I want, the Lord can come back. And during that time, you're sitting there like, I have lived my life great up to this point, and I caved in. We have to learn that discipline is a daily thing. We have to learn that discipline is a is is a it is not just a one time thing. It's it's a every hour, every minute, every second of our day. It's discipline. And every day when we wake up when we give our ourselves to God and we pray and we we meditate and we read our word, we we are building a relationship with God, the, the that's that's the true prize. It's having a a relationship with God that's beyond this life, beyond understanding. People might not understand your relationship with God. People might say, oh, you don't have a relationship with God. But you know you have a relationship with God because you get up in the morning, you pray to him, and you ask him to direct your day. You ask him to help you through the day because you can't do it alone. You can't. But you know that you can do it with him. That is discipline. We have to learn what is discipline. And we have to apply it. And sometimes that is hard to do. Let's look at our first uh, reference verses. Psalms 119 and 165. If you have your Bible, go to Psalms 119 and 165. Okay. Uh, The NLT version says, those who love your instructions have great peace and does not stumble. NIV says, great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. When we love the commandments of God, when we love the laws of God, when we love God, nothing can make us stumble because we're focused, we're disciplined to ignore what's happening. We're disciplined to accept his laws and and take them on and he says no to this and he says no to that and we say okay that's what we won't do this is what we will do he says i can live a righteous life i can do this and live a holy life i can do that and live a right a righteous life and we learn to trim the fat and move things out the way that would cause us to stumble we have to learn what's in our life that can cause us to stumble what leads to those moments of stumbling a lot of us don't look at that. Okay, if I do this, and I do that, that's what causes it. If I don't get enough sleep, that what causes me to be this way. If I if I talk to this person, that will cause me to be so aggressive. If I watch this show, this causes me to think about these things. We have to learn what causes us to live a life outside of discipline and righteousness. We have to learn what triggers us. And a lot of us don't like to sit down and write down our thoughts and say, oh, this is what bothers us, and this is what does this and this is what does that. But when we do this and we do this and, and with the Holy Spirit, he will show us this is what happens. When you do this, this is what happens. When you watch this show, this is what happens. Sometimes it's, it's not us, it's a spirit that we have allowed to come in. People are watching these shows with all this different fighting and stuff and then when when something happened they're willing to fight and act out of character and like oh i don't know why i acted like that because i was totally out of character yes she was out of character because you allowed yourself to entertain a show that you shouldn't watch a lot of people have moments at night where they they're dealing with yourself they're touching themselves. i'm not gonna get into explicit detail and it's because they have entertained stuff all day long to open their mind and body up when you open a door for a spirit or for something to come in this is what happened. That's why we have to be careful what we entertain and even what we listen to. The words of some of these, these different songs are just so explicit, it, it make anyone blush. So you shouldn't listen to it. Because if you have a problem with having those intimate moments by yourself, and you have those intimate moments, you have those problems with lust of the flesh, you shouldn't listen to songs like that because that only entices it, it only arouse that up. If you have a problem with smoking joints just because you're 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 not peaceful, don't watch people that smoke joints. If you have a problem with drinking, don't watch a show full with drinking and people uh, having keg competitions and stuff like that. Don't watch stuff like that because when you get home, and you get alone, you're like I can do this kind of stuff. No, you can't. No, you can't. Because you can't have the life of discipline and smoke like that and drink like that. Now, we're not going to get into the dynamics of what you can and can't do and what the Bible says about drinking. We're not going to get in that because it's going to take away from the lesson. But what you have to understand is that when you're living righteous and disciplined, your body is the temple of the Lord. You are carrying the Holy Spirit in you. And when you can't hear him anymore, it's because you have indulged in activities that you shouldn't. Being disciplined is denying those activities. Discipline is turning away from those activities. Discipline is turning off the TV of things that's showing you those activities are okay because it's not. Let's look at one more verse. Um, let's look at Revelations 3.19. Revelations 3.19. It says, I correct and discipline everyone I love, so be diligent and turn from your indifferences. Revelation 3 19, for those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. It says here, I correct and discipline everyone I love, so be diligent and turn from your difference. He's telling you here, turn away from the indif- indif- indifference, turn away from the things that you shouldn't uh, indulge in. It, it's telling you here, correct. I correct and discipline. I correct and disciplined. He corrects you and disciplines you. And it says someone that doesn't like those things are a fool. And I, for one, don't want to be a fool. So I, I don't enjoy it all the time, but I accept it. You don't have to enjoy God disciplining you. No. No, no one enjoys discipline. No one enjoys being corrected. But you must accept it and respect him. Because he's God. He's your maker. And change what he's showing you. The moments that we don't hear him is because he has corrected us and disciplined us and we won't change. We're stubborn. We're stiff-necked. The Holy Spirit is saying today that when you want to live a, a life full of discipline, a life full of holiness and righteousness, you must let go of your indifferences and allow what he showed you to take effect. I hope you all have a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Be blessed. Thank you for listening.